Seeing adoption as a beautiful thing would mean I would have to ignore the original separation between mother and child before the adoption took place. It would mean I would put on a happy face about a mother and child being separated. It would mean I would celebrate children being taken from their homelands to America where they feel like aliens, and they had no choice in the matter. I have a very soft spot in my heart for every single adopted person because I know that just because we are adopted we are supposed to be grateful for life and we aren't supposed to have any pain attached to IT. But we do and many of us struggle with simply being alive. IT's hard to feel alive when you feel like you were never born. For every adoption to take place, that child first had to lose their original identity, biological families, medical history, and much more. I cannot ignore this and I will not ignore the loss, grief and trauma attached to adoption so the world can feel comfortable it doesn't equate me as a mean and angry person. It just means I'm honest and I choose to look at the whole pie not just a piece of it. I have chosen to take the blinders. You can do the same. If one more non-adoptee stops and listens and tries to learn I am completing what I need to hear on earth. Not to mention being there for my fellow adoptees. My life has many beautiful aspects to it but being adopted is not one of them. I am thankful for many things in life but being adopted is not one of them. The sky is beautiful. Nature is beautiful. Colors are beautiful. I'm thankful for my recovery. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful God has rescued me. I'm thankful for the amazing people in my life. But I don't think adoption is beautiful and I am not thankful I was adopted. My pain is too great to be able to celebrate that thing that is the cause of my pain. If you experience the pain adoption brings to an adoptee you might agree. If you aren't an adoptee, you have no idea. Just because. I searched and was reunited with my biological family doesn't mean I love my adoptive family any less. We are each born with a natural instinct to want to know who we are and where we come from. I believe it is inside each and every one of us, some stronger than others. For me, this desire was so strong it haunted me my entire life. It was torture not knowing. But my decision to search and find had absolutely no waiver on loving or not loving my adoptive family. The two are totally separate. Unfortunately most adoptees feel we have to keep the two separate to make everyone feel comfortable when reality is we all have enough love to go around and we should be able to be comfortable blending our two families together because they are all a part of us. Sadly being born somewhere in the middle of two families many of us feel we can't do that. We are made to feel guilty and from a very early age we are shamed in many ways about our first families. Mine was split. My adoptive dad is amazing, and his wife also. They have always been 100% honest about everything regarding my adoption. They are supportive but I have always felt I had to keep things separate, but this is not just my case. Many adoptees feel this way. I have no relationship with my adoptive mom so she is not in my equation. My adoptive siblings and cousins who I communicate with are ride or die and I love them all. They have been supportive and I love them for that. For those who are in my family whether it is biological or adoptive whom might be lurking on my page but we have no relationship hi, I hope life is treating you well. What if adoptees could have a family reunion with both our adoptive and biological families together? Family reunions are another sad spot for me, but I won't go there today. We could introduce everyone and share stories with each person on how life was, and talk about fun happy times and new beginnings. Wow! That is a rare find for us. I'm not sure if that has ever happened with my fellow adoptees. Has it? It certainly hasn't for me. Just because.
I share my story doesn't mean I'm stuck in the past, focused on the negative and one ungrateful angry adoptee. I share my story so I can let my fellow adoptees know they aren't alone like I once was. I share it for them. I share it because I want the world to know where God has rescued me from. God always gets the glory in my story. Please believe I wouldn't be here today without my Heavenly Father. I share this because I am no longer a victim but I live in victory. I share it because adoption hurts and I am on a healing journey. I share it because there is freedom in sharing. I share it because my story matters and your story matters. Why don't you share your story so you can tell the world what God has done for you? I share it because the most painful thing in my life happens to be from being adopted and I never had any resources available to me to help me work through my pain until I found Celebrate Recovery in 2012, and I started writing in 2011. Find a Celebrate Recovery, they are all over the world. This ministry saved my life. I share my story because for 37 years I drank alcohol to cope with the pain because I had absolutely no tools to work through abandonment and rejection issues adoption has caused me. Today I live a sober life in recovery and I am not ashamed. I share my story because adoption is portrayed as a beautiful thing, and there has never been any room for my pain. I share it in writing because no one can interrupt me here, and tell me how to feel or that I should just be grateful I wasn't aborted. I'm angry but I have every right to be, as so many of my fellow adoptees. How would you feel if you relied to your whole life about how you came into this world and simple answers to your history were kept a secret from you? Oh that's right, you can't imagine that because you aren't adopted. And then to have the people who love you most or all the adoption supporters turn a blind eye to your heartache and pain because they simply can't comprehend what you are experiencing not knowing your truth or reality is they don't want to acknowledge your pain because it's simply uncomfortable to talk about grief, loss and trauma. Anger can be used in a healthy way and it can activate change depending on how you use it. Anger is a part of the grieving process so before you label me as an angry adoptee, Please understand that we have much reason to be angry. Am I really focused on the negative or are many aspects of adoption truly negative if you take your blinders off and quit pretending that the grief, loss and trauma is not there for adoptees? Can you take your blinders off and realize that secrecy and lies are never okay? You can say I'm focused on the negative, or you can understand and stop denying that secrecy, shame, lies and all the grief, Loss and trauma adoptees endure alone are very heavy burdens to bear making it a negative experience. Yes, it is negative. Unless you have experienced this, you have no idea at our day in and day out heartache and pain we carry. So please stop being so judgmental. It just so happens I have stepped out of denial, and I have identified where my biggest source of pain has come from equals adoption. You can call it negative. I call it healing my hurts. In order to heal I have to share and be honest and I suggest everyone go through that process in life. Get honest. Where does your biggest hurt come from? Share it with the world. No better way to heal than share untold truths and have those who understand and get it know they aren't alone. One thing I know is I will always share the truth. My truth. No lies. No secrecy. No half-truths. Just because. I keep you at a distance doesn't mean I don't love you or want you in my life. It just means I have spent my life so highly misunderstood and I have had to suffer through the pain, grief, loss and trauma 100% on my own alone I learned very young to be independent and to self-soothe my hurts. It's different for me to call on people for help, but God is working on me in this area. I learned very young to self-soothe when it comes to grief, loss and trauma and I am the most comfortable alone with God. 
I love being with my kids but I am not a needy clingy person and this is because of my adoption experience. I have experienced many symptoms of RAD and usually don't share it much but I have some attachment issues I care to not make public. But they are there and they have always been there. Adoption is trauma. Every time a mother and child are separated a trauma happens. Left untreated and unrecognized by society only adds to the trauma. If you see me you would never know, because God has given me a gift as he has with many of my fellow adoptees and that gift is to be able to put on a show and to be a giver and support for everyone around. I have an encouraging gift where I love to support people and let them know God loves them he's never left them. By looking at me and talking to me you would never know my struggles are invisible, internal very deep rooted that no one around can see. There is no one on this earth besides my fellow adoptees that understand this pain. God understands it all. My blog is a reflection of the inside of my invisible wounds, inside my heart and this is a place where I can take my mask off and stop pretending that everything is perfect. Life isn't perfect for any of us, but what are you doing with your pain? Are you letting God use you so you can help others? All impacted by adoption please purchase. The Primal Wound Understanding the Adopted Child I was alone as a child suffering through the complexities of being adopted and I am still that way when it comes to my adoption experience. Thankfully I have some close friends who don't understand but they support me and they try to understand. They are irreplaceable to me. I have a few close adoptive family members that try, and then there is my fellow adoptees that follow my blog and follow me on social media. I live for you all. I know you get it. You all inspire me to keep sharing the complexities of this journey. Every time one of you reaches out to me and says, wow, you hit the nail on the head of exactly how I have felt my entire life but I just couldn't share it. You all inspire me to keep writing. Remember feeling all alone as an adoptee? Well those days are over. Every time an adoptee finds my blog they will hopefully know they aren't alone after reading some of it. This is why I write, for my fellow adoptees. Just because. I share my adoptee journey doesn't mean I don't understand sometimes adoptions are 100% necessary. I base my opinion because I am adopted and I have more knowledge on the realities of many adoptions today than most people do. Because of this I can't just leave that knowledge out of the equation to make the world feel comfortable. I know that adoptions are sometimes necessary but I also know the trauma involved in each and every adoption so while the world celebrates gotcha day and homecoming day for adoptees I cry silent tears for that adoptee because I know what they had to lose to gain a family. I don't deny the trauma involved in adoption while so many want to celebrate it. It's like salt to a wound when our loss is celebrated. It's hard for many adoptees and the pain is indescribable. How would you feel if the world celebrated the very thing that hurt you the most? You would feel very isolated, alone and hurt. I also know that yes, sometimes adoptions have to happen. But let me ask, was everything done to exhaust all options of this child being able to stay with its mother? Can someone in the family step up and take the child? Why does the name and birth certificate have to be falsified and changed? Did we have family preservation counselors trying to encourage her to keep her baby in and that she is strong and good enough to raise her baby and material goods could never replace her love? Do we have someone in her corner encouraging her that yes she can do this? Is anyone encouraging her that she will be a great mother, and here are the resources to help her? For the mothers on drugs or incarcerated can a family member step up and take this child until the mother gets her life together? If an adoption is necessary why do we have to change the child's name and an identity? This hurts. What I see a lot of the time. 
We have adoption counselors sowing seeds in this mother or doubt and disbelief that she can provide for her child and a stable adoptive family will be better? Does she have adoption agencies or pregnancy crisis centers using manipulation and coercion tactics on her because let's just face it there is big money to be made in adoption. It's a business and people are profiting on mothers and babies being separated. I'm so sorry I find this business to be the most evil on the planet and just because I share my voice that I believe all mothers and babies should stay together doesn't mean I'm a mean angry person. It means that I stand on. Mark 10 9 Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. But somehow because the adoption industry is a multi-billion dollar industry it's okay for adoption agencies to prey on young vulnerable mothers and coerce them into giving their babies up. I can't imagine having to go to bed each night living with that. They will have to answer to that one day. So will society and the world who supports and glorifies adoption as it has been transformed into today when they really have been subjected to the rainbow farts and Kool-Aid of the adoption industry. They really know nothing about adoption but they support mothers and babies being separated? Adoption today is nothing like the Bible portrays adoption to be. There was no profit being made. There was no closed records or secrecy and lies. Just because. Some adoptions have to happen doesn't mean there needs to be a profit made. It doesn't mean adoptees' names have to be changed and their identities sealed in closed adoptions hidden away from them for centuries. It doesn't mean the trauma doesn't happen. I saw this amazing article I wanted to share. I don't want my name on my daughter's birth certificate. Why are we lying and falsifying legal documents? Why are we ignoring the trauma? If we lived in a perfect world all mothers and babies would stay together. Why am I so obsessed with mothers and babies staying together? Because I lost my mother. That's why. I know what it feels like and I know the deep-rooted impact this has had on my life, and it has been the biggest hurt you could imagine. This is why I believe all mothers and babies should stay together. I had to experience losing my mother to experience the pain of it. If you haven't lost your mother the minute you were born and you simply can't relate. Sadly, I know the world is not a perfect place but I believe wholeheartedly that the world should try to support mothers and babies staying together at all costs before they even entertain the thought of supporting them adopting the child out to a needy couple who wants to be parents. There shouldn't be adoption counselors encouraging separation of mother and child before there is someone stepping up trying to help that mother keep her baby, regardless of the circumstances. Finances should be the last reason a mother and child are separated. I always say I would have rather be with my birth mother dirt poor living in a cardboard box than handed over to a woman I didn't know nor did I bond with. That is real. Finances are temporary and things get better. Who is sharing with the birth mothers the reasons for adoption are a permanent solution to most of the time a temporary problem. Who is in her corner cheering her on, helping her and supporting her providing her with resources to keep her baby. Just because. I share my grief, loss, trauma and hurt and pain regarding my adoption doesn't mean God is not healing me. Do you realize I went from an alcoholic mean, angry and very bitter adoptee who hated the world and everyone in it to a clean and sober adoptee that is almost four years in recovery who loves Jesus, who gives God the glory who is now filled with His grace and being able to share my story. I'm healing daily. Never underestimate my blog posts or what I share just because you simply have a formed opinion about adoption and my story doesn't line up with the beautiful picture you have painted. Just so happens, most adoptees' stories don't line up with the beautiful picture the world has painted about adoption, 
most of us have been shamed our entire lives and never felt worthy to share our stories because the world only allows happy rainbow-filled stories about adoption. Well I am here today because my God is a God of truth and He knows my heart and He has been with me on my journey of life every step of the way. He wants me to share my story. Just because it doesn't line up with yours doesn't mean I should keep quiet. It means I should keep shouting until the world understands there is another side to adoption most all adoptees face. A painful side, filled with grief, loss and trauma. God heals. But He can't heal it if we aren't allowed to feel it. The world might not care about my story, but God cares and when I share my story more and more adoptees are coming forward with sharing theirs. They are beginning to heal. I had to step outside of the box and understand. My story is worth to be told. My fellow adoptees' stories are worthy to be told. The next time an adoptee starts to share how they feel, how about cut it out with the silencer statements like aren't you thankful you were given life? Or aren't you thankful you weren't aborted? I'm constantly silenced with scriptures, and spent many years being silenced because of it but today I have grown enough in my spiritual journey I will never be silenced by scripture because God is a God of truth, and He's given me scriptures to throw right back. If you can't acknowledge my pain please don't silence me with your scriptures. Most of us struggle majorly living life and many of us would rather have been aborted. The pain is that great. I know this because I'm in touch with thousands of adoptees. I spent 37 years angry at my birth mother because she chose life. So please stop and just listen. Pamela is just angry and she just had a bad adoption experience. Most adoptions are nothing like hers. Really? Visit, how does it feel to be adopted? Don't forget the adoptee's suicide rate is 4 excess more likely than non-adoptees. When is the world going to wake up and just listen? I bet if your child was one of the adoptees who committed suicide you would have wished you'd listen closer. My heart aches for anyone who has experienced this, but take it from an adoptee who has contemplated suicide many times. We need the world to listen. Just because. You made it to the bottom of this post it means you are genuinely trying to learn and listen. Maybe you are an adoptive parent or a birth parent or impacted by adoption in some way. Maybe you are an adoptee and you can relate too much of what I have shared. Either way, I commend you for reading, listening and trying to take in what you can. I know this is not your average story but I am committed in sharing my truth as I see it and letting all my fellow adoptees know they aren't alone. We just need people to listen. We need equal access and open records. We need to be able to share our stories without being judged and without people trying to silence U.S., and without them making U.S. feel guilty for wanting what's rightfully ours, our birthright. Just because we appear to be fine doesn't mean we are. Just because you can't see our pain doesn't mean we don't have IT. Just because many adoptees don't share their stories doesn't mean they don't suffer silently. Just because our adoptive families may or may not be the best most amazing families in the world doesn't mean we still don't have pain and want answers to our beginnings. Just because many adoptees are striving to find their answers to their history doesn't mean they don't appreciate WHO raise them nor does IT waver on how much we love them. Just because I'm adopted and I am on a healing journey doesn't mean I can't pull some positive areas I have gained strengths from due to my adoption experience. I'm 100% independent, never ask for help. I have had to suffer alone my entire life. Why ask for help now? I can pretend really well. My heart can be ripping in shreds, 
but I can put my herd and pain up on the shelf and help my fellow adoptees because God has given me this gift, as He has many of us. I know the true value of time and memories when so many were lost, stolen never to return. I know the true value of creating our own safe place letting go of toxic relationships and situations. I'm a very strong person and I'm a huge fighter. I'm not weak at all and although the devil tried to take me out God had big plans for me. God has given me the gift of compassion for my fellow adoptees where there is no one else that can be in my shoes who has experienced all I have in life aside from me. I consider these things gifts from God. I have been able to pull good things out of my biggest tragedy in life. So please don't think that just because I'm sharing my journey God isn't doing huge things in my life. God is the way to healing and freedom. I know the true value of truth and how much damage secrecy and lies can cause someone, especially when they are from the people that are supposed to love you the most. Just because I share my pain doesn't mean God is done with me yet. Baby Steps, I'm a work in progress. Adoptees, remember you aren't alone in feeling the way you do. The way you feel is natural for a not natural situation. It's never natural to be separated from your biological families at any time in life. Adoptees, can you relate to any of my post? How do you feel people respond to you when you share your adoptee experience? Are you labeled ungrateful or told you are living in the past? Find me on Facebook. Join our How Does It Feel to Be Adopted? Community. 3400 plus strong.